one podcast. Mining the Magic the Gathering subreddits for salt. This is The Howling Salt Mine. It's The Howling Salt Mine. The Howling Salt Mine. Well, welcome back, everyone, to another. Who fucking... We did that live, too. Oh, man. <laughs> Damn. Gotta, nah, keep going, keep going. Gotta be quicker than that, Tony. Yeah, yeah. I'll probably just do it wrong, and we can do you do it after, and then we'll just, <laughs> like, record simultaneously. We'll put them... We'll line them up. Yeah, we'll right welcome on top back of each to other. <laughs> <laughs> Well, welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Howling Salt Mine. The podcast where we delve into those salty, salty minds. Uh, we go into Reddit. We get DMs. We get listener mail. We get stories welcome from the prospectors. What the fuck is oh going my God, on? Dude. I didn't. Just <laughs> nice. do it. We're Just do it, Tony. Oh no, I like where this is gone. <laughs> all right. Yeah. So we talk about salt, all <laughs> kinds of magic salt, EDH salt, people playing games, getting salty, all that good, good stuff. We try to laugh with you cry with you maybe even impart some wisdom if we're, oh, shit. If we're truly, them back. truly on one. our game i'm your co-host mike and i'm joined by <laughs> <laughs> my other co-host tony say Man, hey tony I'm- I was going to roast you so hard if you were like, I'm your host, Mike. I was going to be like, you're a fucking co-host. Don't even try. <laughs> but what's up, bitches? We we doing it. We live. This is history in the making, as yeah. they say. Yeah, The this first is... raw dog Tony Mike episode. <laughs> oh, oh, heavens. Oh, God. <laughs> We're going to learn just how much we need Sam steering the ship, and we're going to wander aimlessly through, you know, what is maybe an episode and what is maybe some posts and yeah, all that good stuff. <laughs> so, yeah, let's talk about salt, right? Yeah, but before we do all that shit, I, I have to say Stardew Valley is a sinkhole of time, and it's amazing. And yeah, I was first exposed to this game by Mike, actually, because <laughs> he got it for his girlfriend. And this is like peak pandemic. Pandemic yeah. had like just happened. It had uh, gone full swing. Yeah. And so like we we're still living together and literally she would just play on the couch and we'd all sit in there and just kind of watch. And yeah. Really? I was just listening. Like the sounds are so fucking <laughs> satisfying. But so... I knew that she hadn't really played a ton of video games and like Mike was like, oh, this is like a great introduction to that Mm -hmm. style of of life. And so I got Hogwarts Legacy. I think we talked about it at one point, but um, Stephanie was playing that and she was like very into breeding animals and like doing specific (laughs) like... You know, things that seem to align well with a Stardew type game. Mm, mm-hmm. And so I got it and we have just been playing nonstop. We've actually put in like 80 hours over the course I- of the past. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing a full time like, job over there. Damn. Like, literally. And it was amazing because for the first time ever, 
since I've been with Stephanie, we were we were up until 4 a.m. No. playing this game. No. And, and like she looked over and she was like, oh my God, it's <laughs> four. And I was like, now you get it. Yeah. Now you understand. That, that <laughs> is the most rewarding part of like introducing your partner to video games is like suddenly these like wonderful but terrible experiences you've had of like <laughs> going way too late into the night. Yeah, Those like suddenly habits that you have. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and all of a sudden, yeah, she like she got it. She understood. That's and I was awesome. Like, this is fucking amazing. So, so are you playing co-op? Are you both? Are you both? We're not. We're time? actually oh. just we're, we'll, we'll just like trade off for the longest mm-hmm. time. I was just watching her play. Yeah. Uh, and then it turned into me um, actually like playing as well. Like there's there's some combat ac- aspects. When you get yeah, into, like, the you were doing the stuff. mines. Yeah. So I did the mines. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> we've done we've done the exact same thing. Yeah. <laughs> It just just makes sense. It just fucking works, you know. So wow, that is how we. Uh, that's how we do. That's so how have we you do. gotten to the desert yet? Yes. Nice. Yo, fuck that shit. That, <laughs> the skull cavern is so much harder. Yeah, we have completed the community center. Yeah, we yeah. Have, we have like done all that, and we just unlocked the new island. There's like a new island you go to oh. with like the boat or whatever. Like okay. that bullshit. I don't think I ever made it. To, I didn't like do everything in the game. I watched Mika do a lot of it though. So Stephanie was like slowing down. She's like, all right, I'm kind of over it. Once we complete the community center and then right. they, they know how to get you because all of a sudden there's all these little random things that you, that pop up that you can do after you do it. And so now she's like kind of back in. Mm. in playing pretty hard she also had some uh like time off and stuff so i was like this is like perfect like yeah. you're gonna love this. this is gonna yeah. be like a great little way to like spend some time yeah do the do yeah that's amazing do the do so you got you got her on hogwarts you got her with stardew what's oh, what's yeah. next on the docket well actually somebody should at me with what is next because <laughs> i i don't i don't know like those are the things that i knew would work yeah. and like if i want to keep this trend going i gotta find something else something something to be aware of that we encountered is if there's ever a game that's too similar to stardew you'll get the well why am i not just playing stardew effect like Ooh. we we encountered that with animal crossing so you gotta keep it just different enough just <laughs> yeah <laughs> It's interesting because I actually was thinking about giving her uh, Animal Crossing as mm. well because um, it's a very similar vibe. But yeah, it could uh, be her thing too. You know, everybody's different. Yeah, man. I, I wish you could see the layout of our farm and how <laughs> shitty it, it was and how we never really changed it. We very recently changed it. Yeah. Like, we very quickly became mayonnaise farmers and like <laughs> I have made. We have made like seven hundred thousand dollars on oh my god mayonnaise in a very short <laughs> period of time. That mayo, that mayo money. Yeah, that's mo mayo, mayo, mo mayo money. money. <laughs> mo mayo, mo money. <laughs> that's oh, great. So you got your fuck. coop up and running. Oh yeah, two deluxe coops, baby. That's the only way. I got fucking void chickens and shit. Like, <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh man, that and the pigs. Pigs for truffle. I'm sorry to any listener that hasn't played this uh, truly excellent game, but oh, it is yeah. it is worth checking out. The craziest part about it is that it's made by like one guy. 
100%. I had recently finished some other games and I was like, you know how this, the credits rolled for like fucking 10 minutes mm-hmm. and the whole time there was the whole <laughs> screen is full of names. You're like hundreds of people worked on this game yeah. and then started with literally one dude. Yeah. I don't think we've gotten to a true, I don't actually don't even know if there's like a credit rolling scene of Stardew, but if there is, Hmm. I feel like it'd be fucking hilarious to just see (laughs) it's it's one name. Well, I think it's just in the front. I think you open the game (laughs) and it's like concerned ape and you're like, all right, we're there. (laughs) Great. Oh, Uh, fuck. Wow. What a game. Yeah. Well, should we get talking about, you know, what we're here to talk about? Salt. Oh yeah, that was the cute. <laughs> what? <laughs> but Mike, what salt? Salt is, you know, we like to say. No, I say we, it's already bad. We Never don't. Mind. Sam likes to say that salt is frustrations in the game. It is. Oh yeah, that's always that is. If there is one thing that is true about our episodes, it is that Sam says that salt is frustrations in the game. Right. Like, right consistency in that is key yeah and we're carrying that torch forward here um it is people getting grumpy with each other over a pleasant tabletop game of cards it is your friend maybe uh removing your critical combo piece right when you're about to show everyone how brilliant of a deck builder you are it is it's when when you're in your first season of stardew and you're about to change seasons Mm. and you have like a lot of crops planted and then it changes season and you lose all your crops yeah and they all you don't even know it's gonna happen (laughs) and all of a sudden the next day you're like what the fuck all my crops are dead (laughs) it's when you go into the skull caverns thinking oh i can crush some mines right now and you get your booty handed to you oh yeah absolutely (laughs) destroyed Uh, we should just become a Stardew. Uh, yeah, Stardew by the Howling Dew Mine. <laughs> no, <laughs> cut, cut it, cut it. <laughs> it's not oh, good. Oh man, that's staying in for sure. <laughs> yep. I uh, wow, I don't even know. Well, I guess. Uh, so with that, yeah. Now that we've really <laughs> taken care of business in a clean and orderly fashion. Yeah, should we should we get on in there? Let's let's get on in there, as you say. Alrighty, motherfuckers, buckle up, <laughs> buckle up, prospectors. <laughs> yeah. Tony's driving this boat now. <laughs> this cart, Tony's steering the cart. <laughs> Our first foray into the mine. Mm. You like that? I don't know that, that we've forayed before. <laughs> we haven't, but we are now. Comes to us from a, a place close to our hearts, you know, Reddit. Uh, and mm. it comes from user Savage Galaxy 101. If you see Savage Galley, oh fuck. Oh, no. <laughs> I haven't even read the post. It's just a fucking username. Uh if you see Savage Galaxy 101 on the Reddits, fucking hit him up. Give him an upvote. You know the drill. Spread that goodwill. And the post goes: Hey guys, been listening through these episodes at work and I'm up to date. Wanted to share some salt I had somewhat recently. Had my first genuinely bad game of Magic recently. My partner and I decided to open a box of MH2. Got some cool stuff and some people passed by. Seeing if we got the red elemental as people are desperate for that one around here. Eventually, we invited one guy to play commander with us as that's our main goal for these Friday nights. It didn't start great as he condescendingly invited a nearby teen to join us. Something like, 
hey, you going to play tonight or you just going to sit there? The kid didn't seem too happy with that, but obliged. <laughs> the voice was top. The voice was so good. <laughs> Petition for more, <laughs> for more, more narrative voices. That's voices. how the that's how the kid sounded. So. Yeah, that's true. Uh, that's true. This guy had me pick between two face down cards to see which deck he'd play that night. I guess I picked wrong as he was now trying out his new CDH Lavinia Stacks deck against oh. my Baru Worm Tribal, my partner's Yogmoth deck and the teen's chattering fang deck. It seemed I'd be the lowest power there, but I'm usually fine with that. I like a challenge. He proceeds to narrate all of his moves the entire time in a way that he thinks we can't hear him or that we are NPCs. To note, I encourage announcing plays, but still treating people like they're there. He starts playing some pretty heavy stacks like Omen Machine with the intent of hard locking us from casting anything not really in our hands and stasis to stall for time. He does explain at some point here that his intent isn't to beat us, but to do literally nothing each turn and beat us with a 2-2 commander for 11 turns of combat each. I target him down with beaters the entire time since his stack is holding me back although it's also holding everyone else back. I'm confident I'll go faster than them. He complains about it the last turn or two until I kill him. While he's struggling and tutoring to find something to save him again, talking out loud through his options. When my turn comes around to kill him, he asks me what triggers I have for attacking or for combat damage, and I tell him, none, you just die. And he proceeds to scoop at instant speed with the intent to not let me have any triggers for those actions and continues to complain that I targeted him down, that I should have focused on the other people. I mentioned that I don't do that, instant speed scoops, personally, since there's no advantage in this in casual. It's just a spite move that didn't even affect me. He then goes on about how it's the correct thing to do in tournaments and helps deny points from your opponents. Oh my gosh. I reaffirmed that it's whatever that he did it, it just comes off as really sweaty. <laughs> <laughs> it does. <laughs> After he is out of the game, I free cast Cage Sun from a Mosswarp Bridge into an unnatural growth and kill the Chatterfying player the following turn and kill Yogmoth the turn after. Swinging for about 60 to 70 combat damage each time, cleaning up the game rather efficiently. I know that CEDH decks can run into issues playing against non-CEDH decks since they have very different strategies and composition. Mainly, I already had enough beaters out that the lock didn't hurt. It was just a bad time and the guy was making insensitive remarks around the game too. Like something about a game piece that was removed got fucked harder than the US government did to Bin Laden. Oh, oh Jesus Christ. Oh my gosh. Uh, I guess he's now on a short list of people to avoid at my locals. I wish I had a better rule zero conversation with him, but I don't think it would have changed the person I was playing with. Maybe just the decks. Hmm. Salted the night, but my partner and I made it sweeter with a few more packs that night and headed home. Looking forward to hearing more episodes from y'all. Have a great weekend. Wow. Well, thanks, Savage Galaxy. We're glad you're liking the show. But Wow. What a what a player to encounter. <laughs> Man, I'm just reeling still over trying to fucking read this shit. Like. 
Oh man, y'all get the the edited version, but it probably took me a good five minutes just to get through. And five <laughs> minutes is long for reading, you know, like <laughs> five minutes is long when you only have a forty minute Zoom license because <laughs> yeah, you didn't get the the permission to, to have the real account. Uh, yeah, <laughs> this this is interesting though because we we had some experience playing against a Lavinia Stacks deck uh, in CDH because Nick used to play some Lavinia C- Stacks and. It is this thing where the lock that it gets on the board is just preventing anyone from from yeah, casting from like anything. Doing anything. Yeah. It doesn't prevent anything that's on the board. So if you're yeah. not ahead on board, you're just going to get like steadily whacked until you're out of the game. Yeah. And I think that like happened once. I think yeah. it got us to a point maybe even frequently. And I think I was playing Corvold pretty heavily at the time. Mm-hmm. So it's like, and I was playing a lot of Halden and Paco. So it's yeah. like, well, there's two big beaters out on the board, like fucking shit up because yep. nobody else can cast <laughs> anything. Uh, and so you end in kind of like a state like that. Um, but yeah, this is like that typical classic salt. Like you just got people, the wrong power levels and, like why would again? Why would you ever play a CDH deck at this kind of thing? Especially a fucking stacks deck. God. Yeah, especially like a Lavinia deck is so. It's the kind of CDH deck that is is building to disrupt metas. Like it's 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 there to try and beat these other turbo decks, beat these you know mid range kind of grindy value decks. It's it's trying to sneak in these stacks pieces that people don't have a lot of suspicion about. And then lock out the board when other people have like, you know, one dork on the board. And so a 2-2 is able to just run the table down. Uh, But it's very noticeably not the kind of CEDH deck that can stand in a casual list like this. Right. For sure. Yeah. It's not busting any metas here. Like (laughs) you just got some beaters out and you're just beating face. That's how we do. That's what we do. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. The other thing is like choosing the deck someone's going to be playing. It's just like by picking a face down card, I don't know. It kind of shows that they're not they're not looking to have a rule zero conversation and come out with a matched, yeah. a well-matched pod. They're they're looking to sure play some of their decks, maybe choose it randomly, but that's not the same thing as looking for balance. For sure. What you don't know, Mike, is that both uh face down cards were Lavinia, <laughs> and he just had two <laughs> Lavinia decks like ready to go. <laughs> yeah true 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 (laughs) savage galaxy actually didn't know that either yeah that that's the killer that's that's the real the real deal here it's uh it's interesting and then to like then top it all off there's kind of like some weird and sensitive comments being made they're a little aggressive yeah and like being weird trying to get another player like you're gonna sit there all day kid (laughs) yeah (laughs) like there's so many elements um but yeah, definitely on that short list of players to not play with. Yeah, hundred percent. What do you What do you feel about the uh, the salt rating here on this one? This is uh, hmm. this is a story of the girl who cried a river and drowned the whole world. Yeah, and she, she... cried so much that that river was really salty. Yeah, uh, exactly. <laughs> like this is yeah, this is a player river of tears. Like you don't want to drown in that shit. No, like... you don't. You don't. It's 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 a pretty top self-inflicted salt. Like mm. this player, you know, they're whipping up some dinner and they're like, Oh, I should season this with some salt. You know, I'll put a little Lavinia omen pool into my meal. And uh, then they realized that they just way overdid it. 
and then mm. they're the only one that got hurt by it because like everyone else brought their own food they were fine they were happy but yeah. uh but they got locked out and uh, had no food for real i feel like it's always a sad day when like the answer is more just don't play with this person mm-hmm. like it, it and it feels like so obvious it's not even like a well maybe give them another chance like there could there's just like too many red flags yeah like when you have too many red flags you swipe left right like that's how you do or yeah <laughs> Tony's doing the, the holding his hands up to look at yeah. the fingers to figure out the l <laughs> figure which way is left or right i for real uh so when I need to figure out my left and right, I am a lefty living in a righty world. Uh, for all you lefties out there at me, because you understand my pains, because everything is fucking made for righties, fucking can openers, scissors, all the important things in life. And as a child, I'm also like sort of ambidextrous. So it's like I do like sports and some things with like my right hand mm. and then like finer craft skills like drawing and writing and stuff <laughs> I do with my left uh and like literally with things like a tennis racket i don't know which one i need to have it in my hand to really identify um but as a result i'm really bad at left and right because Mm. i I can't just be like oh this is the hand i do things with right um and so i always like sort of my actual geographical location does not matter but for some reason i feel like i can always envision positionally where my first grade classroom is (laughs) wait what (laughs) and there is a teddy bear holding an L no. on the left side of the room no. and a teddy bear holding an R on the right this side of the room. cannot be real. And that is how I get left and right by like being like, wow. like sometimes you'll see me like turn a little bit when I'm doing left and right and it's got some adjusting to where my, my classroom is so wow. that I can, I can get those directions. Well, you heard it here first, folks. If you really want to fuck with Tony, just play a Pramicon and he will be out of the game. <laughs> well, we can't that attack. definitely will fuck with me. <laughs> I don't know which way is left and which way is right, so I guess I'm not attacking. I'm just not going to attack. I can't ad- identify which direction it goes. So. Wow. But yeah, let it be known. Hmm. Anyway, should we get into another one? Yeah, we should. We should. For uh, sure. You want to you wanna lay it on me this time? Yeah, I'll lay, I'll lay it track down <laughs> lay that sweet sweet track this one comes from our patreon uh Ooh. this is from our our patron and friend florian this oh. one is called golos tireless salt ingester mm. here's how it goes Back when I played my Golos deck while it was still legal, I popped off with my land shenanigans. I basically used Reshape the Earth and Mnemonic Deluge to get every land out of my deck and sacked them into a Zurin orb and squandered resources. Hold. Before we go any further, <laughs> Zurin orb, most OP card in the game. Absolutely. Anyway. <laughs> Carry uh... on. <laughs> this all triggered a bunch of producers like Titania. Making a mountain of tokens. The plan was to then recur the lands with a splendid reclamation. A very powerful and cool thing to do. Still fair, because it takes a lot of mana and is vulnerable. All true. All true. Speaking of vulnerable, before I was able to return all lands from my grave with a splendid reclamation, they used a walking atlas. They put a bajuka bog into play. 
exiling my graveyard and making me very salty and sad. At least I had my creatures to swing next turn. (laughs) The table's turn went by and no one did anything to remove my creatures. Letting out a sigh of relief, I went to draw my card and commence a table-wide attack to end the game. The same player then said, before damage, I would like to cast a Settle the Wreckage, exiling all attacking creatures and not even triggering the Omnoth death triggers. I was getting even more salty. No lands, no creatures, just a few useless enchantments. And to increase my salt, they even said smirkingly, but you get to search your library for as many basic lands as you had attacking creatures and put them (laughs) into play. (laughs) Friends, let me tell you, physically, it is very hard to bring salt to a boiling point. True. Chemically true, I believe. But I was steaming (laughs) and bubbling. Letting out another sigh, this time of defeat, I scooped my cards up and stuck the deck back into my box. Wow. (laughs) I mean, I get the salt, but it's like, it's kind of spicy. (laughs) Yeah, it is. It's great. This First is, off, yeah. I think uh, I think we need to read a card here. Mm-hmm. Let's uh, read it. So Zuran Orb, zero mana artifact. Uh, it says, sacrifice a land. You gain two life. Big deal. And then it comes with the flavor text. <laughs> Obsession is Zur's one flaw as a magic user. His total preoccupation with immortality has become an affliction for his otherwise brilliant mind. Joda, <laughs> Archmage Eternal. Hmm. How much? It costs zero, too. It's busted. OP OP. Yeah. It's fucking zero. So like <laughs> why do why do I not have a deck built around Zeranor? Like why is this not in my life? Well, here's the list too, right? Just play yeah, your banned Golos deck. Literally. <laughs> uh, yeah, we've had we've had some moments with Zeranorb in our play groups. I I don't know if we've talked about them yet, but uh I feel like maybe we mentioned it once, but to be honest, I feel like I don't even remember where the legend began. (laughs) (laughs) It was just a card that like stayed in a deck that no longer had the synergy for it. (laughs) So I think it was, did anybody have a deck that had synergy? Yeah. 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 Because it's pretty good with like, like Florian was saying here, it's pretty good with anything where you can get some kind of value off of losing a land off of sacrificing a land. Um, or if you can re- recur a land, anything like that. Yeah, it sounds like it was in one of Mike's decks fans. <laughs> no, I think it was Sam's. I think it was Sam's. Honestly, could have been Nick's. Definitely wasn't ours. We're not. We're not big brain enough to run Zarin Orb in a deck. Yeah. Uh, but I, I, I love this. I, I can, you know, I know there's some salt here from Florian, but this is the kind of thing where you're, you're shooting big. You're swinging big for the fences here. You know, you know, you're doing something kind of vulnerable, you know, you're exposed to interaction, but the payoff, if it all goes well, is worth it. So you just go for it. And those are the moments where like someone, you know, figures out that they can interact with that. And it's just, it's just perfect. You get way more of this back and forth of the game happening than just like, you know, if this doesn't run into interaction, it's almost more boring because it mm. goes off, they get a bunch of tokens, they have a bunch of lands, it all works, and then they get a big swing in, deal a bunch of damage, and everyone dies. And that's cool. It's like, okay, great, you got to do your thing. But something about getting perfectly blown out is <laughs> actually so good. And then the the extra, like, the chef's kiss is that the board wipe would allow you 
to search up basic lands out of your deck yeah. right when it's you have <laughs> none to go get. <laughs> it's uh yeah, wow, what a perfect storm. You said it and it because I feel like we I feel like all maybe it's just me, because this is definitely my play style of like I like to almost live like an exposed nerve. <laughs> like I'm just like waiting to get back to my turn with things that clearly shouldn't stay. <laughs> like, yeah. They shouldn't still be here by the time I get back. But if I, and I'm so salty if they're removed, <laughs> I'm so, I'm like, why did you target me? This is bullshit. Like you shouldn't be getting rid of my shit. But when it gets my turn, I'm like, you fools. And then like, you know, like fucking popping off. But I feel like that is like in every magic player's like nature. Like eventually you get to a turn. So usually around turn five or six, honestly, where it's like you're playing a thing that's going to make a difference if it gets back mm-hmm. to you. It's like the if it makes it back, this is going to be fucking awesome. Totally. Uh, and and you're just constantly hoping that it will. <laughs> yeah. Like, nobody's yeah. going to fuck with you. <laughs> and, and I think in Commander, more than like almost any other magic format, you're a little more willing to play the thing that you're hoping is going to make it around. Like in a one-on-one format, you play a card and if you're hoping to make it back around, really what you're hoping is that the opponent doesn't have an answer. In a mm. Commander game, like it's really pretty likely that someone has an answer. You're just hoping that they're not going to choose to use it on your on your creature or whatever piece you just put out. Yeah, yeah, for real. It's like, oh man, I'm just thinking, I feel like this has happened to me before in my Omnoth decks where like, not not exactly the same, but mm-hmm. I, I have gotten to a part where I'm like, I don't have lands I can look for. Right. So I can't the cell wreckage is so good. Yeah. It's so mean. Yeah. But it's so good. It's just I feel like we should probably scenario... let's let's read Settle the Wreckage while we're at oh, it yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, in yeah. case in case anybody doesn't know. Yeah. And I'll let Mike read this one because I, I think I've learned in this last post that Mike reads better than I do. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe Florian's just a really excellent just the most articulate extremely articulate author all right so settle the wreckage is two and two white so four mana for an instant that says exile all attacking creatures target player controls and then that player may search his or her library for that many basic land cards put those cards onto the battlefield tapped then shuffle their library it's a Is there flavor text on that? It sounds like, I feel like there's a lot of regular text, so there probably isn't flavor yeah, text. Yeah, no but... flavor text, but it's illustrated by uh, Dimitar Marinsky. So, Love that. Love that. Yeah. Do you run that in any decks? You just run it in Brian. Uh, um, I feel like it always does work. It does. Like, you, like it, it gives usually a lot of resources to your opponents, but usually like, saves you mm-hmm. in a big way because you don't just use it you know on like two creatures unless they're gonna fucking kill you but right it, it, it's like i feel like it's one of those things i'm usually not expecting to happen mm-hmm. and then when it does it, it almost is like kind of an okay board wipe as in like your opponents still get as salty about it because they also get value from it right like i lost my creatures but you know what i got a bunch of lands and so like i feel like it softens the blow almost like i, f- I feel less rage than when somebody just like blows up all my shit or ex- exiles all my shit like i don't like it let's it's still a board wipe let's not let's clarify but like i feel like of them it also sort of helps progress the game a little bit too mm-hmm. like as it as it as it do i think i think that's also like 
one of the kind of sneaky things about it. Like, I think this seems like it's actually going to be a, an okay board wipe, but nine times out of 10, this is actually way worse than people anticipate it being. Like, you're either mm. hitting a huge board, like if someone goes crazy wide, has like infinite tokens or something, it doesn't matter because it's still hitting all of them. Or yeah. if you're only using this, like you were saying, on like one or two creatures, you're kind of playing it as like a double uh, path to exile. Like you're you're playing mm. it as two. And it's still really good in that situation. Bad rate in that situation. But Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a lot of the time, people are getting like really greedy with their land bases. Like if someone's in four colors, they are not mm. running many basic lands. So yeah, it's one of those cards where it feels like you're not really blowing people out that badly but then they're not getting as many cards out of their library they're losing a lot more creatures than they're expecting and it it is actually pretty pretty brutal when the when push comes to shove yeah never feels good no. but again at least i'm getting some lands you know Yay. like if it doesn't happen at all i'm much happier but for sure what do you think about the uh salt rating here on this one Ooh, high salt, very high sodium situation. Uh, but it's like the salt that you're you're ready for. Like you know, you know you're putting yourself out there to get something really salty. Like you ordered the fries, you're hoping they're good, but they might just be way overdone. Yeah, I feel like <laughs> this is kind of like tasty salt. This is like that salt. Uh I feel like for for me on the outside, I'm like eating the bag of popcorn. Mm. But for Florian here, he's like at the bottom and there's like nothing but salt down there. He's like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah, it's the last five kernels that have just gotten all of what's left in the bottom there. Yeah. For sure. Uh, Well. All righty. Our next post here comes from Gmail, from our Gmail, from Bao Bui. Probably saying names incorrectly, but that's okay. At me when I'm wrong. And the post title here is bringing a friend to EDH for revenge. All started when I went to this LGS to play a game of Commander with a new casual deck I'd built. The commander is Guile, the Sonic Soldier, which focuses on extra combat steps, proliferating, building Guile up to be a Voltron. Nothing fast, oppressive, or annoying. Faced an Azorius group hugger who said he had no win cons besides helping other players win, a single target Spellsinger deck, and an Ur-Dragon deck. As the game progresses, you know how it ended up. Mana Vault, Jessica Will, and summoning a lot of creatures. After I dealt damage to him, he gaslighted everyone that I was a bigger threat and that he isn't a threat with his fast flying dragons. The group hugger then rewarded him for playing well by blowing up my solemn to give everyone a land, revive his dragons, and play an enchantment in which you can cast any spell by discarding cards with the same color identity. For a dragon player, you know how things will turn out. I was salty and said to the whole group that he is a threat and he did not understand the play. This guy bluntly lied about the power of his deck, and I found out that the group hugger player was his friend who did not help me, and the fourth player proceeded to king make the dragon player. Oof. Fast forward. I brought a friend and met him, asked him what power his deck was, and he replied by saying, yes. My friend, who I told the story to, asked me, is this the guy? I nodded, and he also whipped out his yes. 
deck, which is a high-powered borderline CDH Tetsuko with fast mana, expensive real cards, which I forget, uh, that specialize in unblockable damage, drawing and keeping mana up for counters, tutors, and extra combat. He got wrecked, of course. Am I the asshole? Should I have stopped and moved to another pod with my friend? Intriguing. The thing I want to... I'll have to try and remember it, though. So the card he's talking about where you can pitch cards... Dream Halls. Dream dream Halls, yeah. Yeah. That card fucking rules. Yeah, that card is cool. (laughs) I used to play it in uh, uh, my Locust God deck, yeah. And so... I think it's just four mana, blue, blue, and two colorless. It's five. Okay. I was just messing around with it in a in a deck the oh, other day. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say you really seem to fucking know this off yep. of memory. Uh, but you drop it down, and then anything that shares color identity, you can just play for free. So it's like you pitch a card, do it. So if you're like wheeling and doing things like Locust God wants to do, it, it just is like a really powerful effect. Um, so. I know that it kind of like stomped you a little bit, but props to that card because <laughs> it does uh, some dirty good things. And it is everyone, like everyone can do it, which is usually the kind of deck that's playing it like in casual settings is not everybody's going to have answers for everything. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's kind of, it's a little mean in some ways. I'm actually wondering if you could do some kind of CDH build around it, but then everybody's going to have too many answers and shit. So Yeah, you know. it just gives everyone else too much value at that point too. Yeah. But anyway, what, what's the uh, what are your vibes here, Mike? What are you thinking? How would this make you feel? I mean, I love, I kind of love the like, oh yeah, well I'll bring my like big brother and he's gonna beat you up. You know? <laughs> like it's some pretty good petty middle school stuff, but it's like warranted, right? After yeah, after the first instance, so. I know like I I feel a little bit like he got what's coming to him but I think I think it's not exactly like I think you're kind of doing yourself a disservice in that moment like the I'm sure the revenge feels good as you're living it but it's also something where you might have had a, a better time if you just went and like played a a truly well matched game against other people but it's hard to say and and everyone enjoys enjoys something a little differently there maybe maybe the revenge was was sweet enough that it was worth it yeah and it's kind of also a bit of this game where like you can have something that's on the board that that people don't like and it makes you the enemy no matter how much like people don't forget things like that's mm-hmm. almost the, the painful thing like on turn two you can play a stacks piece or something that people just don't like and it could get removed a turn later and the rest of the game people are gonna be like ah fuck that guy like yeah they, they like i mean i've definitely done that before <laughs> hashtag r.i.p uh beat and soul guide lantern or whatever the fuck that card was but like <laughs> you just like get vendettas against people which is like you know, in some ways, part of the fun of Commander, mm-hmm. as long as you don't take it like too far. Um, but it's like almost hard to come back from those moments where it's like, okay, I've done the thing that people hate. I, it's been removed, but like this other player who's doing like really broken shit, like we're just sort of overlooking it as a yeah. result of of 
you know, sort of things that happened in the past that kind of don't matter anymore. Right. Like I was going to say, it's one of those things where when these vendettas happen from a kind of a natural, like they arise naturally from the game, then that's, that's kind of fun. It's often a great moment, like to joke. It can even be something where like you end up with frankly, like a friendship out of it on the other side. Like you Mm. have this like thing now with beat where it's like, that's the, that still means you like have this thing that you've kind of you know bonded over a little bit i think the thing about this post that really gets me going is the the multiple levels of like lying you know like mm. not being clear that maybe you know each other you know that your friend's sitting down at a table you know the yeah. the kind of unexplained fact that he's like rewarding him for quote playing well like that's kind of that's pretty bs too especially when you learn after the fact that they are just friends it's like those those things where you're you're taking stuff from outside of the game friendships from outside of the game and then lying about them covering them up in order to get some kind of game advantage is super weird yeah for sure (laughs) i'm just imagining like you and i at a friday night magic (laughs) Sitting down with some fucking punks and just being like, yeah, oh, yeah I don't fucking know him. Like, oh, good job, Mike. Like, oh, thanks wow. for bull citadeling me yeah. on turn two. Like, oh. that was a good play. I'm <laughs> yeah. gonna give you yeah. more fucking <laughs> shit. For real. <laughs> like, if you fuck? played Zyrus and then just like were feeding me cards on on a deck, yeah. it's like, <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> Doesn't make yeah, any it's... sense. Yeah, feels like there's some sad other things going on there that you feel like you need to like do that at a table where you're like coming all across. But I do, I do love the the playground moment of like you mentioned like coming in with your friend, your friend then and being like, "Yo, what up?" Like <laughs> this that fucking guy, it's like, <laughs> yeah, like throwdown of the century about to happen, you know? Right? <laughs> yeah. I don't think I don't think you're the asshole, but I think I think you may have been better served by, you know, purely looking for for a positive experience. But <laughs> I'm not I'm not one to stop people if they're if they're out for a revenge, you know, get it well to getting's good, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Lighthearted uh, EDH revenge is OK. Like, just don't take it past like the cards on the table. Right. Like, be, be chill. At a certain point, you have to realize that you're all going to put you know an hour two hours into this so is it worth it to have kind of a garbage experience for like two hours on your friday night Uh, again i can't make that call for you in my mind it almost never is but for some people it is so yeah it depends on how hard you can pub stomp versus how hard they can pub stomp and then (laughs) like (laughs) we'll be better or worse depending upon the answer to that question yeah (laughs) oh fuck uh well what do we think about that sweet sweet salt rating on this bad boy it's great it's high we haven't seen <laughs> we haven't seen a, a schoolyard beat down like this in a while <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's good stuff remembering something like this between multiple weeks and then being like oh yeah here's the guy let's fucking do it <laughs> um is it 
Is it that time of the week? Oh, I sure hope it's that song. Do we even let you do week. this anymore? After uh, after Sam read it that one time, it feels like. Uh... <laughs> All right. If I leave the Zoom, though, it's ending no, the call. So <laughs> we can't do that this time. And then we'll have to wait for it to record. Uh, yeah, we but... can't. <laughs> Well, I think it is that time of the week. Okay. It's the time of the week where we ask, like, what's the salty card of the week? The salty card of the week this week. Show me the meaning of salty posts. <laughs> Tell me why I can't go on anymore. Perfect. Ooh. Thanks, Tony. That was pure off the cuff that was <laughs> that was good i had this moment of i was like fuck like i gotta do something and that was the first that was the song in my mind hmm. let it be known people. is that song always the song that's in your mind you know maybe it depends hmm. if anyone wants a glimpse inside the dome that that's what's in there right now <laughs> that is it well we have a bit of a special salty card of the week because this card is not on the top 100 Whoa. salty cards. Is that legal? It Can is legal. Can you do that? And it's important and it needs to be discussed. <laughs> <laughs> the important. salty card of the week this week is Marath, Will of oh. the Wilds. Oh. <laughs> How is that card not on the top 100 <laughs> salty Tony's asking the card. real questions here. <laughs> exactly. How is it not on the top 100 oh. cards? Fuck, dude. Yep, because it really should be. It really, really Ugh. should be. Fuck. All right. Well, let me let me read. I just got everybody. triggered before you even started reading it. <laughs> uh, in honor of Sam. So, so a little context. This is one of Sam's favorite commanders. He plays this all the time. He has played it casually. He has ramped it up to a competitive. It's his little baby I mean, elemental beast. That's is a... it? This is a real question that gets asked regularly when it shows up. Um, but it does beat us enough that it's hard to say that it wouldn't be. Has it ever won? It doesn't beat me by winning. It beats me by crushing my spirit. Yeah. But yeah. Okay. Yeah. That so in that regard, it wins every time it shows up at the yeah, table. I don't think it's ever lost from that perspective. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so Marath, Will of the Wild. It's three mana. It's a red, green, white, so straight Naya. It's a legendary creature, elemental beast. Marath, Will of the Wild, enters the battlefield with a number of plus one, plus one counters on it equal to the amount of mana spent to cast it. So that counts like commander tax and stuff too. And then it has an activated ability. Pay X, remove X, plus one, plus one counters from Marath. And then choose one of these. Put X plus one plus one counters on target creature. Marath deals X damage to any target. Or create an XX green elemental creature token. And you, you can't choose zero for X on any of these as well. Has he ever made a fucking... I didn't even know it could make a green elemental it can make creature. a creature. He does it just to jump block sometimes. Uh, like occasionally. Okay. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So let I'm gonna just keep dumping on what this card does. It, <laughs> all the time, it's coming out, and it's basically pay X, deal X damage. Like at the end of the day, like you have to work around getting it out, having some counters on it. But 
once it's out, once you have some counters on it, it's pay X, deal X damage. So for people that are playing things like Magda, where all your dwarves have one life, or Emery, where mm. your commander has two toughness, or literally anything. Or literally any fucking creature in CDH that you have on the board, because it's usually mana dorks, there's all these like little things that like... It's so easy to ping down with, like, fuck. Yeah, it is. Like, every creature that matters, to some extent, is pretty easy to just get blasted by Marath. I actually think it's borderline more viable in a CDH environment as a result of that. Mm -hmm. Like, because it is, it it do that. Um, I think you might have a a hard time convincing the majority of the player base that. But (laughs) I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying, like... I can see how it's like plausible, yeah. you know, like you can remove so much value from people's uh, table mm-hmm. uh, so continuously. It's just like, it's annoying. It fucking comes back. I feel like part of what I hate about this fucking card is that it plays similar to like a Gabe Guru of Spores. Another Sam special. Uh, yeah. They well, so the decks are basically they were like basically the same for so long. <laughs> yeah. I feel like it was you just like added red to Dagabe right. and took out the black, right? It's, like that was literally it's what either, it, was. it plays very similar. It's either spicy like, Selesnia counters or evil Selesnia counters. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> is it red or black that you're adding in? Uh, but they both play in this fashion where they just build up these kind of annoyingly complex board states where all of a sudden I'm like okay what the fuck is going on and it's usually too late at that mm-hmm. point like by the time he's got all the pieces out all of a sudden you're like okay and or like the last piece is coming onto the table there's like not much you can do and it's very reactive and it's very like sit there and wait which i'm surprised i haven't built these decks because i love these types mm-hmm. of decks um where it's just like you're reactive you you do stuff to everyone else um and I feel like such a sense of panic. Mm-hmm. Like that, I feel like that's what really does it in for me. When he plays Marath, the whole time I'm just sitting there and like, I, I, I'm worried. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what on my board is he gonna kill? Like, I'm not playing things because of it. I'm like, I have things out, and I'm just freaking out the whole time. I'm like, is it gonna make it around? Like, it's there. Like, how can I protect mm-hmm. my things? I really, basically, fucking can't. Um. Yeah, you know Man, that damage I is just sitting there on the table. And <laughs> yeah. And it's often like, you know, it is limited enough. You know, the first time he casts it, it's just like three damage he can dish out. So you, if yeah. there's enough stuff on the board, you're sitting there like hoping that your stuff isn't the biggest threat. It might not remove get removed. But there are a couple mm. other things about this card that makes it really good. Um, it combos off with a couple things. And and for any listener that's worried that you're not getting enough Marath content, I am sure, <laughs> I am sure Sam will do it like a deck tech on it at some point. Uh, and oh, I no, think no, he no. did. Just join the Marath Discord. Yeah, also, There's a Marath Discord, the Marath which, Discord. you know, Sam moderates in case anybody yeah. didn't know. He's, he's a moderator of Marath yeah, Discord. And, and he did do a deck tech on it on uh, MTG and Quarantine Quarantine's podcast. So check, check that out. Quarantine. Um, to check that turn. out but it, it's also corn time uh, got a couple pretty solid combo loops for it so if you have something that you know like a hardened scales effect something that says when you put a plus one plus one counter put an additional plus one plus one counter and then mm. if you have that and cryptic trilobite it has an ability that says remove 
two plus one plus one counters and add two colorless mana. So you can cycle these counters around and move them onto things and steadily grow how much you have. Um, there are these ways of kind of looping for infinite damage with that. And then it's also just an infinite mana outlet. So if you have infinite mana and you're running Marath, you can just play Marath from the command zone, pay X to remove all the counters from it, deal a bunch of damage to something, and then just keep playing him out of the command zone uh, and continue to get more and more damage out uh, without anything besides infinite mana and you win. So yeah, Marath has like all this stuff going for it. It can be an outlet, it can be a combo piece, it can just be value town. And the biggest thing that kills me about this is Sam's Marath deck is also just packed with all kinds of other shit that's just in there to make people's lives miserable. And by shit, you mean stacks. Yes. It is just like nothing but fucking stacks. Like every card that he puts down is a stacks piece. And it's like, that boy, man, does Sam love stacks. Yep. Like I know, we talk about it all the time. I don't know if people even get it. Like Sam thrives on that, that feeling of other people squirming and hating like the situation that exists he he thrives in it yeah he it's also marath enables him to play certain stacks pieces and really get the worst out of them too like he plays living plane (laughs) he plays living plane yeah like who fucking plays living plane (laughs) which that's the stacks it turns all creatures into one ones so then he's just blasting up everyone's lands too with marath it's just really really brutal um, but like the thing is, Marath is so bad that it's <laughs> literally actually a goblin sharpshooter deck. It's not actually a Marath yeah, deck. Yeah, goblin sharpshooter. <laughs> like, Marath gets is the in job there done. to do stuff, but like goblin sharpshooter is definitely like the win con almost. Yeah. So I skipped this part because I wanted to jump right into, you know, some of the deets on this thing. But Tony, does Marath make you salty? Oh, it makes me so fucking salty. <laughs> Like, literally, I feel like the amount of time Sam has been like, oh, I'm going to play Marath. And this this was like kind of in, in the past when he was playing and it wasn't um, it wasn't CDH yet because we all know that the only deck I play is S-Tier Silvala because <laughs> that's all you need. Um, but in the past, I remember he would like grab Marath and I'd be like, oh, and I would switch my deck because I was like, <laughs> either this deck can't play with Marath or like it. it, it it's weird. It's just so bad in all environments because mm-hmm. in casual, it's also sucks because you're like, oh, well, my command, you you instantly look at the butt on your commander and you're like, that's not big yeah. enough. <laughs> so, that like, is not big enough at all. <laughs> yeah. Marath is going to fucking take my booty and it's like not what I want. <laughs> Fuck. It's just so. I feel like it's like Sam's dream. It's his fucking wet dream, this deck. And that's how it's like formulated. Uh, And it's just so against my core of what I enjoy about the game. Yeah, getting stuff Uh, removed. And when I say there's like a panicked feeling, like I I really do have a panicked feeling when Marath is on the board and I I have like my commander or anything out. I'm just like, oh, just don't look at me, please. Because you know it's going to get removed as soon as you're trying to do something too he's not going to kill it until it hurts you (laughs) yeah and it almost makes it worse because you're sitting there waiting for it to happen you're like god just let me like live yeah fuck dude um how how about you mike how is this this we talk a lot about how cdh 
is is a lot less salty for us. This card makes mm. me salty every time I see it in CDH. <laughs> we went to a game store. We were playing with other people, like you know, outside of our normal pod. And I sat down w- with Sam and two other people, and he pulled out Marath. And I immediately was like, "Oh my god, guys, you're not gonna like this. Everyone, like, <laughs> you guys should deal with this. This is gonna be awful. Get ready for the worst, most miserable experience." And people were like, "Okay, and then they're okay. like, what the they're fuck like, is your math? math? Yeah, like, whatever." <laughs> and then immediately, everyone was like, "I get it. I get it. This is awful. I hate it. Um, this this made me build other decks. Like this this was that yeah. salt inducing for me. It just completely shut stuff off." It's a, and it just doesn't feel like it has great answers because if you remove it, sure, it's two more mana expensive, but it comes in with two more counters on it. So it just means it's that deeper of like a hose to to shoot more damage at someone. Yeah. And it's such a mana hungry deck that Mm -hmm. like, that's all it's doing. It's just like getting mad. Like he almost wants you to remove it so he can fucking cast it again for more. And you're like, fuck me. Yeah. So where uh, on the list of this <laughs> this live, Mike? I think it's number it's, one. Yeah, is the, this is the zero. The highest, it, this, the, yeah, this, this is zero. zero yeah. Right. <laughs> the uh, the website's a little broken, so it starts at one and goes to a hundred. But this is actually zero. It just doesn't yeah, show on the page. It's above the winter orbs it of the is. world. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's worse than winter orb. Uh, yeah, and oh, then when Sam plays it, dude. it goes to negative one too. It's it's even worse yeah. than that somehow. Because <laughs> he's really <laughs> scraping out every piece of uh, degeneracy he can find. I feel like I feel like I've never actually looked at like the Marath Discord, <laughs> and if it's like real, and if there's like ten people in it, or if it's just like Sam, I think it's just Sam. Uh, <laughs> it's like who is out there that there's enough drive for this type of a deck to like exist and be in the world yeah uh and i i feel like i actually have known some other people in the past like i remember when these these decks like came Mm -hmm. out like all these ones that had this like i I think they all had a similar theme to that right where like you pay more every time they come in but you get more value from it in some way shape or form i don't even remember what the fuck the other ones were but like uh I remember a few friends having Marath at the time and being like, oh, this is potent. Yeah. I'm curious too. I feel like I remember some things existing like that as well. I think it was like in a, it was a commander, isn't it? Isn't it like uh, like the 2015 yeah, commander I think it's or one some of the, shit? The precons. This is really where we yeah. need uh, Sam to just educate us on the... Uh, on the history, the history of Marath. But there's a there's a Jund one. The Hurstris Waker of Corpses that I think is similar. You know, it gets plus one plus ones for each time it was cast. There's Yeah, but it's just like cool shit. Yeah, well, reses it revives stuff, reanimates yeah. things. I guess I guess that's cool. Whatever. It's cooler than fucking having me live in True. fear. True. <laughs> Preach, yeah. <laughs> Go off, go off, King. <laughs> All true. Oh, <sighs> well, fuck. that wraps up our salty card of the week. I, uh... No, it's supposed to be like, um. Well, thanks, Mike, for the salty card of the week, <laughs> and thank you to our prospectors. Yeah, good. Do it. Do it. Um, we want to thank you guys. We want. <laughs> Oh, I know. Wait. If you enjoyed this episode of the Howling Salt Mine, 
and you want more Howling Salt Mine, you can do some shit. What? You can... <laughs> what? <laughs> Fuck. I was on a roll. I yeah, like you I had was like a, it, a whole then... half sentence that went really well. And it was like, right. Yeah, but, it was really good. But then I just immediately, I was like, do we, do we talk about Patreon now? Do we talk about Gmail? Do we talk about... Yeah, all of those. Sam mixes it up every Instagram. time. Instagram. Does he talk about Instagram? Hit us up on Instagram? No, no. We only want you to talk to us on Twitter. Oh, God. <laughs> Send us an email. If, you ha- if you've got salty stories and you want us to share them, then send an email to... The Howling Salt the Mine. The Howling Salt Mine at gmail.com. I really, he says it every fucking time. And I'm like, which one has the the? Which one doesn't have yeah. the the? Well, I think we get both on Gmail. So you can send them to howlingsaltmine.com. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> howlingsaltmine at gmail.com. Howlingsaltmine.com. We ask that you keep nice. those short, sweet, and to the salt. Uh, Hell yeah. If you want more Howling Salt Mine content, you can find us on Patreon. We are Patreon slash Howling Salt Mine, probably the is something it? like that. <laughs> I thought it was How- Howling Salt Mine slash Patreon. There's a link. Patreon slash. There's Howling a link Salt in the description Yo, that's going to be Go way easier than trying to type it in. Scryfall Howling Salt Mine <laughs> link tree, and then you'll find all of our shit, and it'll be great. Yep. Oh, we also have merch. Yep. Get up on that that bonfire site. Like, get some merch for you. We got. Howling Salt Mine t-shirts. We got sweatshirts with our sexy logo. And we've got blue is a trash color for trash player shirts because that's just true. It's reality. It's reality just true. in Tony's mind. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we got to do a big shout out to our artist, uh, Devin Burnett. Uh, he's in Asheville, North Carolina. And if you ever are there and you want a sick tattoo, hit him up. He's the guy. He'll hook you up. Yep. Uh, what the fuck else do we do? Is there something if else? If you haven't already, oh, give us fucking five star <laughs> reviews. Yes, <laughs> up on Spotify, bitch. Like you know, we gotta pay the bills somehow, yep. and that's the Show way. Show your friends. Get get your friend really salty, and then tell him about the podcast. Go to your LGS pub, stomp someone, and then say like, "Oh, if that really pissed you off, you should write into these guys." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't do that. Don't do that. We don't endorse uh, that. That's what we need business cards for and hand them out so that people can just like slide them over the table to somebody that they just pub stop. Yeah, like. we need to we need to purchase the business telephone number one eight hundred got salt. Yeah. <laughs> that's actually oh my wait, God, that's can actually you do a that? number too, right? Is it? Yeah. It's seven. Oh no. Oh yeah, you're so right. <laughs> oh no. How do we buy how do we phone purchase numbers? this? Uh, uh, if you're in the 30%, you'll have already bought it for us and you'll send it to us and we'll know. Yeah. Um, well, well, that's all, folks. <laughs> yeah. Well, as always, stay salty. And don't forget to draw. And don't forget oh. to draw an additional. Oh, I thought and we were going to do it like, to together. Draw. Draw. Oh, uh, and don't forget. And don't forget draw to step. draw and an additional card during your draw step. Your oh, I thought that we were gonna go. Should we do one? Should we do one? Yeah, yeah. And don't forget. And don't forget to <laughs> wait. 
Oh, you mean, wait. <laughs> I thought you actually mentioned we do it together. I did, I did. And then we didn't do okay. it together. Well, I was ready. Okay, 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 okay. okay. And don't forget, and don't forget to draw, to draw an additional, an additional that's not my draw fault. Step. It's the talk about salty situations shit that's the we, wrong no, order too we do delve house. into the oh, fucking minds all right fucking piece all right. of shit <laughs> all right well then you do it if you're so good no Tony. keep going you've already started <laughs> okay now mike this is part now where you can ask me about you know what what you know but tony what's salt no you're supposed to like <laughs> say salt and then i could be like what the fuck is salt Shh. Oh. Shall we read another poem? Shall we read another one? one. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. We lost Tony. No. No. It's just me. Just me hanging out on an episode. What happened? Where'd he go? What's going to happen with this audio? That's the real question. Will Sam edit this episode? Will I edit this episode? Will this be lost forever?